up, guys? Altered State Podcast, episode 33. 33, Larry Walker. You mean the Larry Walker episode? No, I mean Larry Bird. Oh. Got the t-shirt See, on and everything. You're, you're, you're bringing your, Larry your NBA Legends. bullshit right. into this. <laughs> your NBA bullshit. I love, it. I so, love it. So Larry Bird was the 33? Larry Bird was number 33. Okay. That's okay. right. Larry Walker is the 33. He is. He is. I... I that's not a bad choice, um, but if we're going to pick Larry's, I'm, yeah, I, I'm picking I, Bird. I respect it. <laughs> See, I got really lucky. I Larry Walker, I'll always remember the, that jersey number, because so I have a Larry Walker jersey. But how I ended up with this Larry Walker jersey is why it's so, so wonderful to me. So this is, I don't know, probably eight or nine years ago, hang out at DB's uh, Saturday night. Lots of people there. Lots of lots of drunk folk. It was a it was a baseball game night. Okay. And uh, the, this this crew of of ne'er do wells gets into a a, a, a pretty big uh, kerfuffle, a okay. dust up, sure, in the parking lot, if yeah. you will. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a rumble. Right. Yeah. There, there was definitely a rumble, <laughs> and you know, shirts go flying, b- police come and arrest folk, and none of us are even thinking anything of it. We're just like, whatever. Get them out of here, and we keep drinking the rest of the night. Um, and then uh, I had to go get something out of my car to get into the cab to go home. Mm-hmm. So I hopped into my car. When I hopped in, I looked in the rear view and just saw a big blob on the back of my car. It was raining. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I walked back there, and it was just a soaking wet Larry Walker jersey, uh, my exact size. That you know, someone threw off in the dust up, yeah. and it just landed on my car, and they didn't grab it when they got arrested. So I scored a free Larry Walker thirty-three nice. out of it. Nice. I don't have anything that cool. I once found a double XL uh, Old Navy the gray sweatshirt in the back of my car. This is you know, mm-hmm. 10, 20 years ago. <clears throat> Maybe the most comfortable sweatshirt I've ever owned. Hey. I, I didn't even own it. I just I called around. People have been in my car. No one claimed it. I'm like I don't know whose this is. It's mine now. Well, nice. Yeah. yeah. That's a win. That's right. It's not a gray... Oh, no. You said it's Old Navy. It's Old Navy. Yeah. I had, uh, so, Element Skateboards. Sure. Um, when I was in the seventh grade, for Christmas, I got this Element Skateboards hoodie, and it was just like the plain, like, heather gray with the Element logo across the, the chest, like a super plain hoodie. But I had it from seventh grade all the way through high school, so it was broken in so nicely. Um, and then like at one point the hood, the, uh, the stomach pocket got like ripped. Sure. And my high school girlfriend sewed it back up with pink thread. It was real fucking rad. Yeah. Um, and then when I went to Mizzou my freshman year, uh, I was sober driver and for, I was, I was in a fraternity for a brief stretch. Sure. And I was sober driving and one of the dudes that I was driving, uh, was going, to this, uh, him and this chick were going back somewhere, and it was fall, and I'm so I'm wearing this hoodie, and they were both wearing t-shirts, um, and he was like, Dude, let, "Let her wear your hoodie, let her wear your hoodie, like don't be a dick." And I was like, "I like this hoodie, man." He's like, "You're gonna get it back. We're just gonna drop her off. I'm, I'm staying with her. I'll be back in the morning." And I never saw that yeah. hoodie again. Yeah, and I'm still. I'm not bitter at all. Twelve I'd be very years bitter. later, yeah, I'm insane. So I'm still. I still always try to keep an eye out. For an XL gray element hoodie with pink threading on it, it's at some, it's in the basement storage of some yeah. sorority girl's 
uh, McMansion right now. Few things are more important. And I'm so pissed about it. To a 90s, early 2000 pop, punk, ska, reggae, whatever guy than a cool hoodie. Right. It really is. It's crucial. It's basically your uniform. Right. And when someone's, especially with some stitching and some wear and tear. Right. It's funny. We're not really off topic because we don't fucking ever have a topic. It's one of the great things about this show. Um, I was watching, uh, you bring up a little element, makes me think skateboarding, obviously. Sure. I'm watching Gleaming the, the, Gleaming oh. the Cube last night, which I think you have so haven't really seen, right? You really got your Christian Slater. Oh, it, no, man. I've seen Gleaming the Cube. Uh, I, I, I didn't watch it all. I was just kind of flipping through. It was on, it was on Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. I, I thought, I don't know why I was flipping over there, I think, because, oh, which we'll get to later. I had just finished up Peaky Blinders on uh-huh. Netflix. I'm like, all right, I'm going to give Amazon a shot. See yeah. Nothing new. Um, I'm still waiting on my Jack Ryan. Well, they do have, uh, what was, fuck, that Amazon just released that I've been interested in, but it's the one with uh, Cara Delevingne and Orlando Bloom. Oh, the Carnival. uh, Carnival. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. I watched the previews and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. I'd find out about that. That's one of those things, like, in a a different time in my life, that would be on my short list. I wanted to jump right into the um, Paul Rudd. Series, yeah, but I, living with myself was that what yeah. It was? Is that I, yet? Yeah, it's out on Netflix. It came out okay Friday, maybe or something like that. Um, but I was already in Peaky Blinders, so I just finished up Peaky Blinders, mm-hmm. um, which I love. Killian Murphy, I think he's yeah, fantastic. He's great. Uh, I haven't watched Peaky Blinders, but I've heard great things. Yeah, and I you, do love Killian. You Murphy. dig it. You dig it. And uh, Tom Hardy makes a little appearance. Oh. He, he makes an appearance throughout the show, but he makes the appearance in this season too. It's okay. great. It's great. He's like a. Jewish mafia so you got Scarecrow and Bane. Right? Yep. They don't like each other in this one either, so it kind of, oh, it's all good. Wonderful. It's all good. Um, I got off top. What were we getting into before? I'm sorry. Uh, gleaming the Cube. Yeah, not that I need to get into that, but uh, anyway, I just, it's, it's a great movie. A little Tony right. Hawk action. Sure. Got my Tony Hawk pop right there. Oh. Yeah, it's fun. Tying. Yeah. So, yeah. speaking of Scarecrow and Bane, we have had a little, uh, Influx of Batman news. Yeah, what you got for me? Of the new, uh, from the new Matt Reeves with our paths bringing yes. it home as Bruce Wayne. Um, Is this what I heard? He may have spoiled something. Oh, I, I okay. heard nothing okay. about that. Okay. Um, just some casting news. Oh, okay. That we finally has been made official. Yeah. Uh, first, the long rumored jo- Jonah Hill as the as uh, I, I hear he's penguin. gone. He's out. He's out. That's what I hear. Um, he he passed on the penguin. Was was how I heard it. All right. So they wanted him, and he he He's walked big time. He can call Scorsese and do a Joker, Joker origins <laughs> thing with the Penguin right. and do it fucking legit. You know? Right. Well, I also think that's. I think Jonah Hill as the Penguin is kind of low hanging fruit. It is. It's not. I, I think if I'm Jonah Hill, yeah. I I've worked really hard to get myself out of the typecast chubby right. ugly guy. Right. And Penguin is. By definition, that right. so I think I, I see why he would pass on that. I think it's one of those things that you and know, that's all you know is Gotham. Sure, uh, you know, but uh, it's weird because it's got to be tough to pass because sure. you know that's going to be a huge property that makes a bunch of money. But it's going to make a bunch of money. But you also fine. know it could also be a shit show like yeah. a Suicide Squad type move or something like that. That's true. That and he's also you know he's I'm legit. Sh- I'm sure he called his buddy Seth Rogen and say, "Hey, how's Green uh, uh, fucking?" Uh, Green Hornet? Hornet, Green Hornet, working out for you. Yeah, you gotta really be. To me, if I'm in that, you gotta have the cast already in place, kind of thing. Sure, I'll come in. I can't be what you build the movie. I can't around. be the anchor, right? 
Yeah. Just because it, you can't fall flat on your face with that. I think it's it's going to depend heavily on the script. And so with the rest of the casting that's come out, we've had two more villains cast. Oh yeah, please. So that tell so that means we're working with at least three villains. Um, which kind of starts to lend some credence to the the long Halloween. Yep. Um, which I would be fucking thrilled be about. Badass. I would. I, I love that story. Yeah, that was one of my favorite Batman runs. Um, so I, I'm, I'm interested, but I, so obviously this means there's someone else is going to come in and be Penguin. So Penguin's involved. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Saw that. Yeah, I like that. Official. I think I like that's that. a good. Yeah, that's a good move. Yeah. Um, and then I just saw today Paul Dano as the Riddler. How do I know that? I didn't look it up. So, Paul Dano... Who is this? Um, I remember him from The Girl Next Door, the okay. Emile Hirsch vehicle from the mid-2000s. Elijah Cuthbert was the... Oh, yes. Um, the porn star. Yes. The, I, Timothy Oliphant. Now you're speaking my language. Okay. 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 So, Paul Dano was the really quiet, tall friend in that. Oh, okay. But then he, okay. I, he was in There Will Be Blood. He was in... I'm sure I would know him um, if I saw him. I, I mean, Swiss I, Army Man. Okay. Okay. He, t- ton, he's, he's done a lot of work. He's right. been in, like, Oscar-worthy Tall, lanky kind of guy. Yeah. Very Riddler-esque. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm real intrigued... By that casting, because he seems to have kind of, since The Girl Next Door, really just kind of gone for Oscar bait type movies or indie movies. Um, so I think it's interesting to see him as the Riddler. I, and I think body type works. Yeah. But I, I, I am intrigued by, by that casting. If, because of the movies that he typically makes... That, that tells me that there's something of value in the script. Sure. Because he, yeah, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that just signs on to shit. To, right. To, um, to a cheesy... Anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think he's he seems... Like, of all the stuff that he's done lately, I mean, more of it has been on the indie or Oscar bait short lists. Sure. So I just... I, the fact that he's in a big budget superhero movie is—I don't know—it's it, intriguing to me. The uh, me too. I mean, I I love I makes me a little more excited for that movie. Yeah, um, I'm gonna see it obviously regardless. Mm-hmm. This is what we do, right? Um, but I seeing it, I would like to enjoy it. Sure. <clears throat> so I, that and after seeing Joker and things like that, and it kind of the one little piece of Batman thing I read earlier, mm-hmm. and this kind of. I feel like we talked about it a little bit maybe last week um, that Warner Brothers is interested in bringing in Keaton for Batman Beyond, either in a series or a movie role. Really? Yes. That's like actually in, yes. in conversation? In conversation. Oh my goodness, yes. nothing would make They don't happen. have any script, they don't have any you know vehicle at this time, but Warner Brothers as a whole... Wants to pursue Batman Beyond because it's such a huge franchise. How can you not? Right. I mean, people love it. And I, I also not only is it such a huge franchise, but I feel like with Batman and B- Batman Beyond, you get you get the you get some liberty. Totally. You know, like there's so much baggage with the Bruce Wayne Batman. Right. That I, it's one of those almost destined to fail. Right. Because it, there's just too many people that want too many specific things, but with a Batman Beyond. You can kind of rewrite the rule book. I think the only thing you have to do is give me Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. Right. Yep. I think everything else is totally negotiable. So in I would that agree. vein, yeah. 
let's let's say this happens. Let's say tomorrow we find out it's greenlit. Michael Keaton's coming back as Bruce Wayne, old man Bruce Wayne. Who do you cast as as Terry McGinnis? What kid? Let's see. You have to go. Do you want to go? Hmm. I'm trying to think. In the comics, or even in the show, he's in high school. He's, was he a high school kid? Okay. Yeah. So you want to go pretty young. You could probably rewrite it as a college student if sure. you needed to. Yeah. Um, but I think you're looking... Which in Hollywood could be a 30-year-old. Sure. Yeah. But I think you're, you're probably looking at the under 25 list. Yeah. I would Man, think. That's, that's, I would want somebody I really didn't know. Yeah. Honestly. You know what I mean? I, not a total unknown, but someone you could build a mystique around. Sure. And doesn't have any outlying... Like, I feel the big draw, the drawback right now with Patterson is people are just going to shit on it. Because he's a Twilight, Twilight guy. kid. Um, yeah. And, you know, of course, that's a huge movie. You sure. should find someone smaller than that, obviously. But I, I, I don't know, man. That's a good question. Do you have someone in mind? That's what I, as I was thinking, I, I'd have to really think head. about it. I'd have to look at some... Uh, off the top of my head, I'd have to Google out, under 25 uh, right. actors. I'm so far <laughs> removed from that, from that scene right. at this point. Right. So no Paul Rudd, uh, right? No uh, Jason Bateman. Well, I don't know. Uh, Paul Rudd could pass for twenty five. I still feel like Bateman could too, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, Paul Rudd could definitely pass for twenty five somehow. Could, right. Well, with that new that new Netflix thing, it looks like they did some uh, CGI to his face. There, he looked pretty young. Oh, you know what would be interesting that I think you could actually pull off? Not a Will Smith thing. They just did. okay. <laughs> no, no, fucking Finn Wolfhard. Stranger Things. Stranger game. Things. I can see that a little bit. I think I, that dude's—he's sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. yeah. And you're talking in production. I think he's the right. Like if you remember Batman Beyond, Terry McGinnis is a little bit of an emo kid. He is. You have to hit the weights a little um, bit for me to believe that he could jump around a little more. Sure, but but that's the other thing. That's he's, part of the training. He's, yeah. uh, um, he's an acrobat. Like that. Like Batman Beyond. That's true. He was not like that's a, true. He was so not a brute force guy. Right. He was an he was an acrobat guy. Yeah, that's true. In the vein of Robin, that I think. I. Yeah. I think I fucking got something there. I think Finn Wolfhard would be a great Terry McGinnis. I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to deny it. All right, Warner Brothers, make it happen. That's right, make it happen. I know you're listening. If this happens and we manifested this, if we manifest this, then we better have a. Then we need to start uh, directing even, our attention right, elsewhere. Right. It may even be bigger than manifesting Huey Lewis in the news new album. No. Oh. If, if we can, if, if we can bring Batman '89 back from the grave, right? Um. If we can then, then the world is our oyster. Um, we always bullshit about Kevin Smith, but we get it out of the way. Clerks turns twenty five. I'm not gonna lie, he seems older. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I feel like he should be a thirty already, but I guess you know. But man, that would make me pretty. Ninety four was just the year, though. It's good stuff. Like ninety four, it feels like thirty years ago or forty years ago because it's it, it exists in a time capsule. Hi, sweetie. How are can you? you? Go, can you go back upstairs, please? <laughs> Big hug. Oh, who's, who's on your dress? Anna. Oh, Anna. See? It's not a dress. It's a nightgown who's oh. called a jammy. I'm sorry. Oh, it's a nightgown who's yes. called jammies. Yes. Okay. But it's still topical. Once again, you're topical. So it all works. Good job. <laughs> okay, sweetie. Go have fun upstairs. And just like that. Straight from the mouths of babes. Right. That's right. That's funny. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Um, 
God, 1994. Oh yes, please. exists in this in this time capsule where like uh, because so many crucial pieces of 90s entertainment came out of that year. It feels like it's not it, 1994. Feels like it's not even the 90s. It's right. its own mm-hmm. weird time that just came and went and exists outside. It's a pocket universe. Yeah. You know, you think about it. Clerks, Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump. Shawshank Redemption, uh, and Out Come the Wolves, Tragic Kingdom. Um, that's just, we're just scratching the surface. Yeah. Nirvana. Yeah. I mean, 1994, I, uh, Weezer, Weezer Blue. Was that 94 too? I feel pretty confident it was. Like, 94 defined the entire decade in one year. Yeah. It's it's really pretty fucking insane. The Crow. The Crow. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, maybe just because Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Wow, man. You're right. That was a very... Uh, <laughs> look at look at albums that came out in 1994. Let's see. Find that list. Because it, it will be... It is a doozy. Tick tock, tick tock. Let's see. Yeah, pa- passing time. Um. All right. So I mean, you've got Dookie. Yep. You've got. Hey, the Reality Bite soundtrack was no joke. That's that was a big deal. That's a fact. Uh, MC Hammer, the Funky Headhunter. Like ICP. Breaks in. <laughs> which, which album was that? Uh, Ringmaster. And oh, I mean, yeah. Again, yeah. while obviously neither you nor I are ICP folk, we can't deny that that's a pretty essentially sure. 90s yep. thing. Yep. Well, yeah, Nine Inch Nails had Downward, downward Spiral. Um, no, Soundgarden, Super Unknown, sure. The Offspring Smash. Yep. I mean, there's just banger after banger. A little fucking Sammy Hagar. Outcast. It was, I mean, yeah, it's, you know... Like, I, across the board. Yeah. Oh, don't forget Four Chords and Several Years Ago by Huey Lewis in the News. How can you? <laughs> what a great title. That that gem from 94. Yeah, Weezer Blue. great title. It was right there. Seal. Um, yeah, man. Like, so... I don't... 94 is what you're trying to say. Yeah. So I'm saying it's like, it feels like then... Clerks would be older than 25, but it also feels like all those other things are. Like, when you watch Pulp Fiction, are you like, man, that's only 25 years old? No, because that's just one of those things that just age, it's like timeless almost. Yeah. It takes place in a vacuum of its own little world and doesn't matter what the year is because he kind of creates his own years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, when I watch it, no, I don't feel like it's dated. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I feel the same with like Reservoir Dogs. I feel like that, that's undated. I don't think, because they tr- yeah. they at the time he tries to make it feel older. Mm-hmm. So it, it's That's when it's true. new, it's retro. Yeah. You know what I mean? In, in for That's lack true. of a better word. That's true. So I feel like when you watch it twenty years later, it still has the retro feel, mm-hmm. but it's retro for a different time than it was really even released. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just the way I feel. So maybe I'm totally wrong. But I doubt way, it. But I mean, I'm never wrong. 
But either way, when when we get that reboot, on, what's going to happen is we're going to go watch reboot this Sunday, and then you're just really going to feel old. You're going to be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Clerks was an eternity ago. Um, we're talking about Pulp Fiction. Um, so I, I know we've mentioned that Tarantino has been writing a script for Star, Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah. Um, he wants Khan. Well, he's... Yes and no. He has put... It's been... The, the script hasn't been, like, released, but they've kind of give you plot details. Uh-huh. And the way they described it was basically... Um, it's a Pulp Fiction-style Star Trek. So, so in that, like, it's going to be small vignettes? Or... They were, the crew goes back in time and visits kind of end-of-game style other times that have happened. Uh-huh. And other times from the original series. So, huh. Khan could appear. So they could, like, jump in telling a story that features Khan. Sure. But... Really, almost like time heist. Kind of, yes. Yeah. Huh. I mean, like I said, it was a very basic summary of the idea behind the overall plot. Obviously, if it's a Pulp Fiction style thing, how do you really describe that? Right. In a couple sentences. Right. What's the treatment for that? It, it, totally. Actually so, look like you know, if it's going to be the Pulp style movie where it kind of tells a story, that story, and then they feed together at some point, I, I don't know. Yeah. Or if you know. Kirk and Kirk just happen to sit down and ask for some red apples. And, <laughs> right. you know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. So. Right. I don't, I'm intrigued by that, though. I think I'm still. I'm more excited for Django versus Zorro for Tarantino than a Star Trek. I'm not super excited about either, but I would say I am equally interested in the two. All right. All right. But I, I think uh, so. In, in looking at that, we did come across some interesting WB news. Yes. Because we saw. Um, you know the the reaffirmation that they're tr- bringing Keaton back or, or wanting right. to or hoping yep. to, but also um, WB and hopes to do an All Star Superman featuring John, John Hamm. Hamm. Yeah, which I I buy. I'm in. Yeah. Um, it's a very handsome but, Superman. Absolutely. Yeah. But whether that happens or not, I think what that does is it lends credence to what I think we're all starting to realize and what WB hopefully is starting to realize. Is that they just don't need an extended universe. Right. They just need to be telling all of their stories Elseworld style. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's interesting because I think if you did, say, an all-star Superman featuring John Hamm, um, it's clearly going to be a standalone movie. And not just standalone in the sense of, like, it's not going to tie into the other movies, but standalone in the sense that I don't think you get John Hamm to be Superman more than once. I don't think you can sequelize that movie. I can see that. I yeah. think you can make that movie as a standalone Superman. Yeah. And then three years make another standalone Superman. Right. And obviously you're not going to be done making those movies. Right. But I don't think that's a that's a franchise builder, just like Joker's not a franchise builder. Um, you say that, but the money machine will churn at some point. Sure, <laughs> but I don't think... I don't. Th- Joaquin Phoenix doesn't strike me as the type of dude that's interested in going back to the well. Maybe there. not. Maybe, I hope you're right. Um, I, you know, I think, and I, I don't know that <clears throat> Todd Phillips is the type of person who can deliver more. Like I think, from what I've read in inter- in, in interviews and things, um, he had a very particular story to tell, and it became easy to tell that story using the Joker. Okay, but I don't. I don't view him as a person who could write. I don't think he's a person that could write for that character. I think he I wanted to write. I think he wanted to write Taxi Driver. Sure, and this was the way he could get it right. made. Right, but I don't. I don't see it being in his 
skill set or even interest to to revisit that. I hope you're right. I mean, I don't want to see it. I, mean, you know, I say that, but at the same time, I would lo- if it looked great, I would go see it. Sure. But I mean, it's, and I, you know, when they announced they were doing a Joker movie, I'd, my immediate reaction was fucking why? Right. We already have ten of those. So, right. um, but that was mainly because the last one was not good. Yeah. The um, last Joker in Carnation, right. whatever you want to call it. And Jared Leto was real salty about yeah. this new Joker movie. I would be too if I put out that shit he put out. Yeah. If I was that bad. I mean, that's, to me, that's all on the director allowing him to go that insane with it. That's yeah. just dumb. It's yeah. just dumb. It has no, other than a white face and a little green hair, nothing else is Joker. Yeah. Joker's not tatted up and doesn't have gold teeth. And, and he's not a shitty mobster. Right. Like, they made him like a right. two-bit <clears throat> fucking... Pimping out cheap, Harley. Yeah, right. it's, it was stupid. Anyways, th- th- people know the movie. Um... This kind of touches, well, mm-hmm. touches on two things. Uh-oh. Uh, in DC, in the comics, mm-hmm. Superman is no longer going to be Clark Kent. He is coming out. I am Superman. He is revealing himself. Done. Clark Kent is no more. Really? How do we feel about this? So he's just completely ditching the alter ego? Yep. Good. Yeah. I think that's the right move. Do we care about alter egos anymore? I mean, some do, obviously. Well, I, I, I think... Is this just on the heels, trying to get to it before Spider-Man movie gets to it kind of thing? I think of all the characters that had an alter ego, his is the least necessary. Um, at this point. Well, even at any point. Like, one, uh, he's... But isn't the story way different if when he lands here, he's automatically Superman? Sure. But I'm saying, like, the fact that he's trying to hide that he's Superman as an adult. Oh, okay, okay. Is silly. That's okay. okay. Because, I, obviously, he's still Clark Kent. Clark Kent was the name that his parents wrote. He was Clark Kent before he was Superman. Right. Um, but it's it's like, as a first of all, the disguise is non-existent. Sure. You know, Superman doesn't wear a mask. Right. So and Clark Kent just wears glasses, right? So and that's the obvious joke as to like why we don't need it. But more importantly, Superman, with the exception of Kryptonite, is invulnerable, right? He's not less bulletproof when he's Clark Kent. What good does hiding his identity do? It doesn't protect him. It doesn't even really protect the people that he loves, right? Like, there, he, you're not going to sneak up on him. And he's not going to be less invulnerable. Yeah, I was trying to find... I really liked the uh, the artwork they did, but I can't find it offhand. Um, that's just... That's, I can't see the whole thing. Just a little cover. Yeah. Um, but there's a great... The comic doesn't come out till December. But okay. the, the news is already out there of what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. But like the ending panel, it's hard to describe. Um, but it's... From Superman's point of view, uh-huh. looking at like basically the Justice League sure. and all the superheroes, and it's just like him holding out his glasses, like the all you see is like the arm and the glasses uh-huh. extended, and the, and all the superheroes out here. So he's, I'm pretty sure they already knew. Right. So I'm not sure why he's coming out to them. Right. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because. I don't read a lot of I, Superman comics. I think it's so. I don't know at straws. Right. I it's don't know how really much this will change the stories you tell in the comics because they don't. Other than 
Christopher Reeve movies, Clark Kent really is non-existent in the yeah. comics. You know what I mean? Other yeah. than like the basic origin story about oh, when he was in maybe some Smallville shit. You know. Yeah. But other than that, if you're talking about Superman, you don't need. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't need to go to a day job. Right. That's just dumb. They always have to find a way to leave. Right. That's what a kid in high school and college does. Exactly. That's Spider-Man's job. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Um, or like, yeah, Bruce Wayne's got to make that choice because Bruce Wayne is a billionaire. Bruce Wayne totally. is an important public figure, totally. as is Batman. Totally. So he has to juggle those things. Totally. Clark Kent's fucking nobody. Right. This kind of rolls into the same thing. Character reveal, blah, blah, blah. Um, so Kevin Feige is ruling over the MCU, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Um, they're going to do a deal with, you know, Spider-Man's still going to be involved. Sure. Rumor is, Charlie Cox will be Spider-Man's lawyer. Oh, man. And it will be, well, he'll be Daredevil. It'll, uh, still, it'll still be... I, I would like to... They're gonna, they want to bring in, basically, Daredevil and um, Jessica Jones. I would like to take a minute here. Everybody else can shit, go shit themselves. And think about... I'm gonna th- I'm gonna guess it was episode 26 okay. of this show. Okay. Um, when I said on these very airwaves, that's how you bring Daredevil in. Right. You make him. You make Matt Murdock. Right. Be uh, Peter Parker's be lawyer. Peter Parker's lawyer. Yep. From my mouth. Yep. In March of this year. That's right. Suck a butt, Kevin Feige. Right. That's right. But that said. One more thing that we manifested into existence, right? And I'm, could, I, I could not be more. Here I'm really for it. glad this is all recorded now because now when I bullshit to people, I can go back and say, no, I really did say this. <laughs> it's fucking recorded. I promise. I figured it out. Whatever. You didn't say nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's the superb choice. I think that's a great way to go. And I, I mean, think, even if it's just at the very end or any or whatever they do, I don't know how they do. I don't know what, what the movie's going to be. I don't know how they're going to roll it all together, but. That that is going to be mind blowing because I think the logical move is to kind of start to try to pay off on the post credit scene from Homecoming, right? Where Scorpion is like harping on Vulture about who the the identity you know, of, of Spider Man, right. and then Keaton's going to be busy. Mysterio revealing absolutely, <laughs> but Keaton's got to be featured. Um, so, like, are, are they setting us up a Sinister Six type deal? Um, and then that makes it really easy to... Because Spider-Man's going to need some other masked help. Sure. You know, like, if you have a Sinister Six type... If you have this many people, this many villains out for someone, then Peter's going to need, really, someone... Peter's going to have hard enough time protecting himself, much less the people that he loves. Sure. He's going to need to be... More of a presence, and I feel like that's a really natural way to bring some type of new Avengers thing or something has to help him. I would think, right? I would think. Yeah, I saw going forward. This I don't even remember where I saw it, but the plan is, you know, five years down the road for whatever phase that would be, you're going to have basically three to five sets of Avengers teams, sure, doing their own shit. But you know what I mean? You have the new Avengers, you have the secret Avengers, right? You have all that kind of crap going on. You have the kids, all you know, all that shit. Right. Um, which you know, in different manifestations, TV shows, movies, sure. you know, there are all kinds of platforms now. They're going to do that with with Disney Plus, which I every day I'm like, can I download it yet? Can I download oh, it yet? Man. I just want to have it on my phone. Like you know, I pay oh, for it. Can I just download it now? Can I download I'm it now? So, oh, did you do the pre order? I did the pre order. Yeah. Nice. I also uh, we got to talk about this maybe next week or whatever. What will you watch first? 
on Disney Plus. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, I've thought, oh, I've thought about okay, it. Okay, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Because yeah. I've I got to get the whole list out. i got to go through everything. Oh, see, I don't. Okay. Well, good for you. It's, no, I, I like to make things difficult. I, the, for me, I, if I were to start thinking through it, I would overthink myself. To me, it's got to be Mandalorian. See, that's pretty much where that, I go to That's as what well. they announced first. Yeah. That's the flagship piece of this that they've yeah. been working on for so long. I think that's probably, to this point, the one piece that's the most flushed out, the most yeah. well thought through. Well, we'd have to do something along, that, along those lines, as well as what's the first like big nostalgia thing you'd want to watch. Oh, my. You know what I mean? Like, that's a deep dive. There's a lot yeah, to go into there. There's so. a lot there. So that's but yeah, I, totally I think other podcast. When that... When that comes out, that's going to be Thanksgiving break for me is just going to be like absolutely crushing Mandalorian um, as quickly as possible. Totally, totally. Um, just brush over it real quick. Watchmen comes out tonight. I'm super excited for it. I I'm super excited. I don't know what to I, expect. Well, the thing is, I have to temper my expectations. I don't have HBO, and I'm going to have to start giving Disney my money. So I can't. Like, oh shit! Yeah, I'm in a place where I can't. I I I, I don't have HBO uh, and I can't buy HBO well, right now. Next week you'll have to come over early to watch the first episode of Watchmen. Yeah, we'll do the podcast and then maybe stay for the second. Episode. I'm wondering if I can score some sort of truck. Oh, I next don't, week we'll, I, I don't we'll, have school tomorrow. Next weekend we won't. We'll be at Kevin Smith, so that's a, that's a no go. That's right. Next so, week we'll be at Kevin Smith. Yep. The week after that we'll be in Springfield. Yep. Yeah, you're gonna get way behind. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm trying to figure out if there's some sort of trial I can pull off. I, HBO tonight. Go has something, I'm sure. Um, well, I've had HBO Go before. Oh, okay. Well, you need to start a so, new email address with Yahoo or some shit. Right. So I need, I need to sneak something through because I don't have school tomorrow. So I can be up late tonight. So I want to be able to watch the the episode. Bo- like, you mean, you mean me turn my phone on and just do the... <laughs> we'll Skype the whole time. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'll just set my phone down there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited. I, I, I kind of know what to expect. I don't know what to expect. I, you know... I have certain expectations, but I don't want to bring them it's, into the show. I, yeah, I because it's like I really loved the comic. I really loved the movie. Uh, so did I. So I. I think they did that right. I just am, I am excited and afraid all at the same time. I just feel like they, the way they've set it up, to me feels so natural. Like it feels so right. Yeah. That it almost like I, I should probably. Immediately start knocking on some wood or, or you know, burning an effigy. I don't know. But I. it just seems like that's such a good property to look at in this current climate. You know, like I think, yeah, there's a lot you can do with it. I yeah. think because, because the original is so, um, so tied to that Cold War and, and 80s... Um, era mm-hmm. and like just how fucked all that was right politically right and that was a really perfect allegory for that yep um i think we are currently living in a political climate and cultural climate that is rife with many of the same issues sure. that i think if you if you just extrapolate that world into today which is exactly what he's doing it feels like a really perfect fit yeah, you I know, agree. I totally I, agree. I'm. Yeah, I, there was so much, so many great things about the book, and um, even things I didn't put in the movie. But I don't know where I want to go with that. I just, 
I'm curious to see because you know it takes place in its own universe. Uh-huh. You know, the Watchmen universe yeah, was at the same timeline as ours. Sure. Um, and I'm curious to see how they build upon that because you know Watchmen took place in the 80s, so, but now it takes place. You know, current era, current era, two thousand, whatever. I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I guess. I guess sure. they, they haven't even been clear about that. It could yeah. take place in the fucking future, for all we know. Right. <clears throat> That's um, true. So, um, I guess I just have so many questions. I don't know. I think my only hope is that they don't try to force force too much um, Watchmen lore on us. I guess. Right. Like, like I feel like they could be. They could become really pushy and try to force too many of those characters on us to be like, see, it's a sequel. Right. Um, whereas I think you can kind of naturally yeah. dovetail into... They, they kind of tried that with the books, what, five, yeah. ten years ago, the before Watchmen stuff, yeah. which kind of delved in, like, you know, when you watch the movie, the intro credits show a lot of, yeah. like, Watchmen dying, like, so they do all those characters, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is kind of cool, but that they were like... A, that That was weird. There were some really interesting stories told yeah. in those, but also some real fucking duds. Bad shit, yeah. Like I, like the Night Owl one was a not total good. dud. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed like the Comedian um, one. I enjoyed the, the Warshack one. one. Good. Um, I even enjoyed... I like, like the um, Ozymandias one. I like, yep. I enjoyed... Um, 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 the Dr. Manhattan... What's the... Uh, um, my, uh, not Mylock... Uh, um, Oh, Warshak visits yeah, him in his house. Yeah. I can't think of what his name was. Um, yeah, it was Mylock. Was it Mylock? Mm-hmm. It, that was only like a two or a three yeah. book set, and it was pretty good. You know, um, he had like a you know dollar bill. It wasn't that great, obviously, mm-hmm. and shit like that. And I forget what the lesbian lady was who died. They did like the World War Two kiss thing with. Yeah. The, well, I can't remember. Anyways, but it was just very that. Seemed, it was hit or miss. It was, and that seemed more. Especially with the limited releases, like even the Horshack and the Comedian ones were six books. If that. It just seemed like a, not necessarily a money grab, a little bit of a money grab, but also let's test the water to see what we can kind of get away well, with. Well, I think what they were trying, I think really that was the first step of them setting up kind of what they're doing with Doomsday right now, where they're really layering in those characters yeah. with the true DC universe. Right. Um... And I think this was the kind of them first testing that water was when they did the before Watchmen stuff was like, are these characters viable properties for us to continue working with? Like sure. after, I think after the original graphic novel came out, it was like, oh, this is a perfect standalone piece and we'll leave it be. And, you know, 20 years later when someone had to make a movie, all of a sudden they had to think, can we monetize this further? Can right. we get a little more blood from the stone? Right. Um, and I think that's where we're at right now. It's just trying to see it. Hopefully, hopefully with this show, they're going to um, just not be super forceful in that. Right. And, and let it kind of organically develop. My only concern really is that it ends up being one of those shows that uses a property's name, but really has no um, penny worth. I know yeah. I shit on that show a lot. Right. There's no reason it has to be in that Batman world whatsoever. I just I don't know that they're going to do that. You know, obviously I, they have think, characters who I flow in and out. I think the way but... this is so, at least trailer by the trailers, so heavily tied into Rorschach. Yeah. I yeah. I think it's going to be. I think it's definitely going to be Watchmen and need to be Watchmen. So I think this kind of cult of of Rorschach um, 
is a is a pretty interesting dynamic. I, I agree. No, I I'm, that, like I said, I'm very excited. I'm going to watch it. I'll rewatch it. That kind of thing. I want to see what they pull off. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be fun. It'll yeah. be fun. I wish I could be watching it tonight, but soon. Time out. Is it? Yeah, this will be a good time. Is that cool. a refill anyway? Hey guys, Brandon, Altered State Podcast here. I want to tell you about Good Buddies Tasty Soups and Sandwiches. Best sandwich in, S- uh, in St. Louis, guys. Uh, voted from the RFT, best place to take an out-of-towner. Located at Tucker and Pine. They are open Monday through Friday, 11 to 3. Get yourself there. Get a great sandwich. You won't regret it. They use companion bread. It's all made from scratch. You're going to love it. Good Buddies Tasty Soups and Sandwiches. Yes. All right. And we're back with just the greatest news. Give it to me. You say I'm going to be happy. You're going to, you're going to be thrilled. Um, judging by your immediate reaction to thinking about it last week, um, we have already confirmed Adam's Family sequel. Oh, my God. <laughs> to this animated shit show. What? Yeah. How is that possible? Already greenlit. Who's, who do the voices for this, first? No, I didn't even pay attention. Is anybody huge doing the voices that I... That's a great question. ...that is forcing this down our collective throats? Um, I mean, I, I feel bad for the children of this world now. This is not fair to give them this piece of shit for their childhood. But... Maybe watch it be like it's gonna be like shit. it'll be like Antonio Banderas or some shit. Like, oh, almost guarantee it. I mean, I'm gonna see it <laughs> because you got kids. of my kids. That's fair. Oh, it's got it's got a, a, a dynamite cast: Oscar Isaac, yeah, um, enjoy his work. Poe Dameron, sure. He's Gomez. Charlize Theron is Morticia. Yeah, that doesn't track, but okay. Chloe Grace Moretz. I don't. Was, I don't know her. Oh, yeah, you do. She's I do I? fucking wonderful. Okay. She was Hit Girl. Oh, okay, um, okay. She's been in a ton of things. She's wonderful, okay. wonderfully funny. Finn Wolfhard as Pugsley. Nick Kroll as Uncle Fester. Snoop Dogg as It. Uh, Bette Midler as Grandma. Um, Martin Short as Grandpa. Uh, if I recall my Adam's Family lore, It doesn't talk, right? Not to my knowledge, but you don't get Snoop Dogg well, for I, nothing. I'm just saying, so Snoop Dogg pulled the Groot. Maybe. Of the Adams family and doesn't do shit, just collect the paycheck. That's great. Good for Snoop Dogg. Yeah, so this is, this is a pretty star studded cast. Wow. Man. That doesn't equal good. That's what I get, but that. It, you know. I guess you're just so far invested what, already with that cast that you have to almost keep them going. But what makes. I Chloe Grace Moretz is funny as fuck, man. Like, she's really funny. That doesn't mean they're going to be good in this movie. It doesn't necessarily put it. I, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are hilarious. Yeah. Look, did you see that Sherlock Holmes thing? No. Exactly. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to give it a chance. I, I understand I, because of my kids. Really, I, I would if I did not have kids at the Adams family age. Well, I, I guess would not be watching. What annoys me, I guess, right now, if you were going to take the kids to see a movie, no. what other choices do you have? None. So they're going to be successful just based on the fact there is nothing else to go see. That's what annoys the fuck sure, out of me. Sure, but I, I, think the, I think the children's movie market is always built that way around the holidays. A, but this, is, this just seems insanely pandering. Dude, because there's nothing else But, going. dude, every October there is a piece of shit kids mm-hmm. animated sure. movie, and there's only one of them. It, really? Always. Okay. Always okay. for right. Halloween. I guess I'm just um, too far removed from that that I don't remember. Right. It's this time of year, there just is. It's going to do fine no matter what. Because 
kids want to see a, a spooky movie, but the one that's not actually spooky. And parents want to see something that they recognize. They're yeah. like, yeah, this works. This tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. It's just... I guess it just bugs me. I I get it. You're a little salty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm salty about a different kid's movie. What you got? Doolittle. Yeah, you showed me that preview, yeah. if you want to call it that. It looked like something Jim Morrison put out in his college years. It, is it was an insanely... Bizarre. It was fucking... It looked terrible. And, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s Scottish accent that seems super yeah. unnecessary yeah. and forced. Somehow more racist than uh, Tropic Thunder. Right? Yeah. It's weird. It's and it weird. was, like, the, like, oddly epic cover of It's a Wonderful right. World. Which we didn't like, check. I want if that's, I guarantee you that's, like, Ed Sheeran or Harry Styles or I someone you're going to hate. Like, the, the moment in that where they have, like... The beats in that song lined up to cannon fire yeah, is yeah. Just like what? What the fuck Which, are we doing? Maybe the cans are operated by gorillas. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, so, I'm, yeah. I'm so yeah, so baffled. This kind of helps me. This rolls me into my next what I want to bring up. So, new Terminator movies coming out. Mm-hmm. When I first heard it and I first saw the preview, I was excited. Uh huh. These newest previews. I don't want to see this piece of shit. I, it looks god awful to me now. Yeah. How'd that happen? Just because I had so much expectation. When was the I am concerned as to how or why you had expectation for Terminator. Because haven't they made like four real piece of shit movies they did, in a row? But they're bringing back the original people. Like Crow's coming back. and I've heard that. Mo- like, I know. I this know. one's going to be different. I know. I've heard that the last well, three fucking movies, bro. Yeah, because that's just how you got to market a movie. Right, but this is what I'm saying. It's like, fool me once. Yeah, fair but enough. But this is like the fourth time they've tried this. I guess my point is, rarely do you see a trailer that, that is so bad. bad that it, like, you're like, no, I, yeah. like, I, I don't want to go see that now. Like, it right. just looks, it looks like a crappy, what, it, what straight it, to what it looks home to video, me, whatever, if they do that anymore, whatever. What it looks to me like is... Uh, of a film that's suffering from existing in the same ecosystem as all of the superhero movies. Yeah. Because yeah. the superhero movies are so marketable and the only things that make money right now, then it seems like when when they decide they want to make a Dr. Doolittle movie and put it in theaters... Apparently for they, a billion they, dollars. Right. They, they then have to make it oddly epic right. to... To right. compete, right, right, um, which seems silly to me. Like just, just make the kids movie about the the quirky doctor that talks right. to animals. Like, right. and if that means if you feel like you can't compete in the theater ecosystem, then make it a fucking Netflix movie. Right. Like, you know who made Doctor Doolittle very successful? Uh, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Right. And they probably made that for twenty million bucks. Right. Because it if was that. right. You know, they had a. Sort of known Courtney Cox. Yeah. That's their big star. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is just over the top. It, it, it feels like a, you know, my dick's bigger than yours type contest. Right. The whole the, thing the studio. Just like, it what just, are we, yeah. what is going on? Right. It looked like an epic like, fight type thing and this is Dr. Doolittle, bro. What are right. we doing? What are we doing? Right. Are we doing? It, it seemed right. like he was, tr- it seemed like they were like, all right, the studio comes in. Robert. We need you to come in to, to do this. 
we want you to, to, to do your Sherlock Holmes. Right. So so we can piece this together from performances you've already done. Yep. It's going to be easy for you. Just come yep. to a green screen. We're going to use some old Game of do, Thrones footages. Right. Yeah. Yep. Right. Do do your footages. Sherlock. Footages. Um, footage. And we, we got this killer soundtrack. Right. Um, it's going to take like two days from you. That's all we need from you, bud. Yeah. We'll, we'll piecemeal the rest together. Yeah. I, I'm still obsessed with that song. I still feel like there's some executives like, oh, we're making a movie around this version of this shit song. Yeah. I, I love that song. Lulu Armstrong. Love it. I sure. have it on vinyl. Yeah, a, I play it a lot. It's a beautiful track. Um, I, that, was, that was them trying to do Mad World. Yeah. From Donnie Darko. Uh-huh. And falling on their face. It was right. horrible, man. Right. It didn't even really relate to the It's just movie. unnecessary. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really wasn't like... I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was a mess. Bad. It was a mess. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Pure, yeah. unadulterated mess. But yeah, I mean, I didn't know of the movie. I probably wasn't going to run out to see it. And now mm. I will purposely walk away from it when it's out on HBO. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I will not even acknowledge it. That's the crazy thing to me. It's yeah. like that had, that had all the trappings of a movie that... I totally would have seen when it became available to stream. Yep. Um, like, not one that I would have spent money on, but one that I would have spent time right, on. Right. I, did, I wasn't even going to bring it up, but I just thought about it. I watched uh, Glass last night. It was on HBO. Oh, how was that? I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, I liked the first two. I liked, right. what was it? Um, Unbreakable. Unbreakable and Split. and Split. I liked those both. Um, I love Unbreakable. Yeah. I never saw Split. Um, Split was good. Yeah. I'm not going to say it was the greatest thing ever. Really, I mean, very well acted. Don't get me sure. wrong. And well, James McAvoy, he's, he's really he's good. Legit. He's legit. Yeah. He's legit. Um, the way he could switch between multiple personality type person is very good. Yeah. Um, and then Sam Jackson in this one was nails again. So okay. uh, it was a good movie. You know, um, little extra maybe 10, 15 minutes here. I'm like, eh. Yeah. You know what I mean? But other than that, just something you can do good. without. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Huh. We good? Yeah. Okay. Had me worried. He looked at it like I was. we fucked something up. No, no. I just uh, like to stare at my computer and see what the hell is going on <laughs> with it sometimes. Colors. Yeah. Uh, so, as you've probably caught on to while you've been listening to this, is we've had a number of technical difficulties, because uh, my computer's a real piece of shit. So, uh, trying try to navigate that. So, I, I keep looking at the board. Um just to make sure things are working smoothly. You're fine. Um, so I still wa- I started watching Prodigal Son. I told you a couple mm-hmm. weeks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still record it. I caught a couple new episodes again last night. Or okay. the night before or whatever. I still dig it, man. I still like it. Really? I think it's a good show. Yeah. So, so how many episodes in are you now? Uh, four. Okay. So I'm in it, you know. So you're, so you're past the... I'm in, I think past I'm, the jumping I'm point. invested. I'll probably watch the whole season at this point. Otherwise, okay. I feel like it's... In, unless something just happens to where I'm like, no, nope, fuck this. Sure. You know. Um, good story, good twists. Um, I, I it. <laughs> um, no, I still I dig it. It's a it's a fun like I said, good twists, good story. I thought I kind of had it figured out. Like oh, it's gonna go this way, that way, sure. blah blah. Changes up a lot. Um, and, and it's believable. It doesn't yeah. like. So you'd be, no, but you don't think you got the red herring going on right now that, that they want you to think it's. I've already had that. I mean. We're only four episodes deep. I don't know if it's a 12, 10, or I don't know what it is at mm-hmm. this point. You know, it's a new show. It could be eight for all I know. I don't know, man. If it's starting in the fall, you'd have to think. You'd think on Fox be at least 10 to 12. Or I guess 16. I bet they green light at 20. You think that many? I'll have to look. I'll have to look. I, well, those, those, the fall shows, 
They typically want to do it's a true. full they, 22 episode that's true. They take, they take their Christmas break and come back, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll see. Um, so maybe, well, no, I'll still be down. I mean, I'll record it and I'll watch it, you know, when I can. I don't, it's not one of those things I watch night of, like, oh, I can't wait to see this new episode. Sure. But I really don't have anything like that. I mean. Watchmen's going to become that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, you'll laugh. Wrestling. No, I'm, I to me, wrestling's that. like sports. Yeah, I can't, just, I can't watch it on DVR because sure. I feel like I'm going to get updates on my phone or yeah. It's just not the same, you know. I don't yeah. know. Um, it's the soap opera. It man. is right, you know, because then you're like, oh, this is because yeah. then I'm like, oh, if I have to sit there and watch it, I'm like, oh, I'm invested, right? So, anyways, which still fantastic, by the way. I I came very close to flipping it on Wednesday night. I was uh, I, I had parent teacher conferences this week. So I, I didn't get home until like nine o'clock, and like I had to pick up some garbage whiteies on the way home. It was like I couldn't even. I hadn't. I, I was at work from seven a.m. to eight p.m. Right. So it was just like I was fucking dying. So it's like I just need to sit on the couch and watch nothing. Like I, I just need to eat my whiteies and yeah. just kind of decompress. Yeah. And as soon as I hit the guide, I saw AEW there. I was like, should have done it. They're kicking WWE's butt in the ratings. Yeah? Yeah. They're winning the Wednesday Night Wars so far. I'm telling you. Interesting. It's good stuff. It's pretty good stuff. It's fun. It's just fun. Right. Well, I mean, it's wrestling, man. It is, right? It just, I think it just brings me back to when I was younger. You know what I mean? It makes me think of the 90s and shit. I'm flipping back and forth between my shows. Yeah. You know. At least now I can DVR it so I can... Oh, I missed it. I can rewind a little bit and see yeah, what I missed kind of thing. thing. that you missed. Um, but... It, is it as good as Monday nights back then? No. Not at this point. Just well, because... it's. Got, I think it could get there, but mm-hmm. it just... That's one of those things where I'm... On Monday nights, this is where you're going to be able to find me and you fucking right. know it. no matter what. this is what's happening. This um, is non-negotiable. Right. So, rarely did I miss... I just felt like I had to watch it. I'm like, it's going to yeah. be... Something cool is going to happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with this. I love wrestling. I'm like, I'm watching my wrestling... I record other shit and watch that on Wednesdays, but I watch my wrestling live. Yeah. Got to. Got to. Yeah. So there we go. Got my wrestling out of the way. Um, what else you got for me? So I uh, just saw via the old the old tweet machine yeah. that finally, after years of uh, talking about it and being coaxed about it, yeah. we have July of next year as an official production start time for Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Black Adam. I like it. Um, I, I, at this point, I imagine they try to dovetail it into Shazam. You know, it's funny. I didn't know you were going to talk about, I mean, we talked about, you were going to talk about Black Adam, uh-huh. but as soon as you said, finally, I was going to say the rock has come back. Cause that, that's like his catch line <laughs> when he goes, you know, finally the rock has come back to wherever, uh-huh. you know, St. Louis. I was going to, I should have done it. I missed an opportunity is what I'm trying to say. Oh no. I don't know why I'm bringing it up because no one gives a shit, but there he is. Well, because you have to show your wrestling prowess. I have when to you show, have the right. To. right. Is he showing up in any of the, the WWE he, stuff He now? showed up, uh, um, so SmackDown, which used to be on Thursday nights, mm-hmm. is now on, uh, yeah, on Friday nights on Fox. That's right. Primetime. Uh-huh. He showed up on the first episode, um, but he hasn't been, it's only four episodes deep so far on, on that. Uh, network, so I'm sure he'll pop in here and there just because they got all the money to spend to well, get shit. They better, yeah. I'm, yeah, he's the the most lucrative movie star in the world. Have you noticed too? Um, I'd be curious to see. Does John Cena have the same agent? Because he's following the exact same path of just not saying no to any movie. Uh-huh. Every other preview that comes out, John Cena's in it for you know 
you know, let's, ten years ago, The Rock was in that shitty Scorpion every King thing. thing. You know, the babysitter. He would say yeah. yes to everything. everything. And the next thing you know, he's the highest paid guy in fucking Hollywood. Yeah. Just because if two of them hit, winner. Right. I think that's just how John Cena is in every fucking thing. Now he's got some new thing where he's a firefighter with kids. What? It's a comedy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I haven't even heard of this shit. Yeah. I just saw a preview there. It's probably because I watched wrestling. It was on that. Uh, but, but I've seen it on, well, every every network has fucking wrestling now. Right. So, you know, it's false. Isn't fun. that bizarre? I didn't even know this. So, of course... SmackDown is on Fox, mm-hmm. which owns Fox Sports. Right. So on FS1, mm-hmm. there is a hour-long, every week, wrestling, like, sports center type show where it's mostly about wrestling, but then they'll bring in, they'll give you playoff updates and bullshit. Oh, no shit. They're, they're going all in, man. They're going to mass, it's going to be the whole culture. It won't be pop culture anymore. It'll just be culture. Wrestling's wrestling. going mainstream again. Yep. Yep, you and, thought it was mainstream with Hogan. We're going to level. You are unique. Right? Um, Someone give me a... <laughs> that's funny stuff. So anyways, I don't know how we got off on that tangent. Oh, you're, I'm sorry, you're Black Adam. I totally stole all that from you. Oh, well, there, so there's like this artist, uh, there's this artist online who um, <clears throat> had, had done a, a really badass sculpture of The Rock's likeness as Black Adam because he was like, I was so excited about this casting when it was announced, and we haven't heard anything in so long. But I, I, I made this yeah. thing, and The Rock retweeted it, and it was just like recent. Was it recent? This was two days ago. <clears throat> okay, it was just like, oh, holy shit, man! This has been ten years in the making, and we're so excited about it. Production starts July. And it was like he just like dropped that on Twitter of like, wait, what? Wow! It, it was just like responding to like some fan art, huh? I saw. I think today actually when I was. Research on some shit. Um, I forget what studio has Gambit, but Channing Tatum is out. He will not be Gambit if they ever do a Gambit. Sure. I mean, shit, that was like nine years ago. He's been pressing it every chance he gets, too. Damn. I also... Did something... What happened with uh, Jeremy Renner? Someone accused him of something? Not that I know of. Um, Because I just saw they're thinking of recasting the Hawkeye TV show because of some Jeremy Renner issue. Really? I didn't know if... Me Too got to him kind of thing. I don't, I don't know what happened, so I'll, I'll have to research that. Yeah, Jeremy uh, Renner's drama? Yep, yep. I mean, he's out there selling Jeeps, making records, doing Hawkeye. and Right. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Um, speaking of oh. arrows, uh-oh, bad news? I don't know. The first thing that pops up is uh, on the news thing is Jer- Underage, barely clothed, Jeremy Renner did cocaine with young girls. Uh oh. I mean, I mean, that's a that's a pretty sensationalized headline that I don't know how much you can actually yeah. believe with that shit. Yeah. Um, Isn't it crazy that in the seventies that making a movie star, right? <laughs> that sounds like Burt Reynolds' life, right? <laughs> huh? Someone said he was in a Trans Am. Yep, that's Burt Reynolds. Yeah. So, they may be recasting Hawkeye. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. Who would have thought out of all the Avengers, when you have Robert Downey Jr. in there, (laughs) how are you the motherfucker that gets in trouble with the coke and the underage girls? How is Hawkeye doing the boogie shoogie? Right. When Tony Stark, five years previously, was... Passed out in some kid's mm. dollhouse in the backyard in Beverly Hills. But he thought it was his house. 
Do you remember that one? He got. He thought it was actually his old house, which someone had bought like five uh, years ago. Pretty sure this is how it was. Maybe confusing him with um, um, cousin Eddie. <laughs> they have similar stories when it comes to this. Um, I don't know, man. Quaid, Randy Quaid's that's true. totally off that's the true. fucking road. Randy Quaid was he. He swore he didn't sell the house, and his manager sold the house out from under him. So he was just squatting there, basically. Right. To, to prove a point. Right. Doesn't he, like... Robert Downey Jr. was just coked up and fell into somebody's right. house. Yeah. D- isn't Randy Quaid, like, in, like, the fucking backwoods of Alaska? That's like, what I hear, yeah. Hiding from everything. Ev- yeah, yeah, just completely off the yeah. grid. Yeah, I think he's wanted for theorists. drug trafficking or something at this point for bringing in pills. All oh, kind. I, I don't know. Oh, my I don't God. Know. It's... Never would have seen it coming no, by any of his acting parts. Right. Um, the craziest part of that is I've never heard Randy Quaid acknowledge Dennis Quaid and vice versa. Yeah. Like, they're brothers. Are they? Yes. Well, I mean, Dennis Quaid is about, like, as charming and squeaky But he guy. wasn't always. Remember, he was kind of... I mean, the 80s were the 80s. Sure. You know, you do Interspace, you get some money. Yeah. Which is... You get some Martin Short money. You get some yeah. stuff. You don't like Interspace? I don't remember Interspace. You never bro. saw Interspace. Dennis Quaid. Dude, you're 10 years older than me. Oh. I believe it came out in the 80s. Meg Ryan. Oh. Names that I know. Oh. It hurts my heart. Martin Short, Meg Ryan, Dennis Quaid. What else do you need? And nothing. I'm I'm in. I'm there. I, and now that we've talked about it, it'll I, I show gotta, up on cable. I gotta get right. I totally will. I gotta give you a basic overview because it's a great '80s overview movie. Um, Martin Sheen is an overworked uh, checkout clerk at a grocery store. Okay, you know, nothing. Pretty pretty hardcore. Uh-huh. Um, Dennis Quaid is a pilot, kind of a Tom Cruise maverick fuck up, but mm-hmm. really great at his job. Kind of, you know. Sure. This looks good in the, the jumpsuit guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Very eighties. And Meg Ryan is like the reporter who he loves, but uh-huh. they can't make it work out. Whatever. Um, he signs up for this. Uh, special miniaturization thing. They're going to miniaturize him, put him in a rabbit to see if they can help cure cancers and stuff. Who they're put? They're putting who in a rabbit? Uh, Dennis Quaid. He gets in this little pod. They miniaturize this pod and they inject him into a rabbit. That's the plan. All goes awry when this crazy government agency shows up and tries to steal it. Right. So the doctor takes a syringe with. The pod and everything in Just there. Just a Dennis Quaid injection? Kind of a uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids before yeah. this. Uh, and to save his life, because they were going to smash the thing and kill Dennis Quaid, injects him into the ass of Martin Short. Well, this pod is equipped <laughs> with all kinds of great capabilities. He flies to the ear canal, hooks up some speakers, he can talk to him. Goes to the eyes, clicks on this, he can see what he sees. Go find my girlfriend, she's going to help uh. us do this. It's a great 80s movie. Anyways. I mean, it, it's really... Injected into the ass of Martin Short. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. and, and you could tell, even back then, it's pretty good effects for back then. Because they injected... Because it's a little pod, right? Uh-huh. So they would show you, like... It looked like something you'd probably watch in science class. So, like, you know, fat cells, yeah. right? And then it was a little pod. It's great. It's fucking great, man. And Dennis Quaid's just in this little pod the whole time. So it's basically like... Um, Downey Jr. doing Iron Man is in, in the helmet. Oh the whole that's God. his whole thing. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I'll watch that movie. <laughs> totally watch. It's like I an hour wait. twenty. It's a great movie. I can't wait. Uh, there's a bad guy in it who you know his hands cut off. So he's got a robotic hand. 
It's great. Well, yeah. Well, it wouldn't be the eighties. It's the eighties. Didn't right. have. He's very uh, Terminator looking. He wears the glasses, and it, you know when uh, he when he comes in there, the music kind of almost goes, but doesn't go, quite go there. Oh. Um, and the. Vi- no, it wasn't Brid- Bridget Eat Nielsen. I'm sorry. It was, it was a woman who kind of reminded me of Bridget Eat Nielsen. Okay. Um, very yeah, 80s. Right. Anyways. Interspace. Thumbs up, kids. Uh, how the fuck did we get to that? I don't know, man. Robert Downey Jr. right into Dennis Quaid or Randy Quaid. I don't know where that came from, but follow that tangent, kids. Yeah. That was fun. Good luck. Yeah. Drugs. Follow the breadcrumbs. No kidding. Um, you should cover. You should hit the next topic. Oh, man. <laughs> or do you have anything else? I, I, I'm, I'm out on my list. The only couple random things Follow I wanted in. to get to... Um, if I'd have known that, I would have kept deep diving on the Quades. <laughs> Before uh, you know it, we're on an FBI watch list. Probably, Associates of Randy Quaid. Probably way too late for that. Um, the new season of Arrow started. Uh, only one episode in. So, um, did they just start Arrow or did they start Flash? They started Flash. Arrow? Yeah, this was the second episode of Flash, first season, first episode of Arrow. So, I think, I think Arrow only has eight to ten episodes this season. So I think okay. they're going to kind of break it up quite a bit, uh-huh. and that's not counting the cross the sure. infinite crossover uh, crisis, crisis. Earth and Earth, um, which they're already building up for the first couple episodes of uh-huh. both. Um, yeah, I mean the first thing you see in Arrow this season is um, he's like, "Yep, this mission I have to die because it's been preordained. It's the only reason for me to save the world is to die." So the whole season is basically him trying to die. Yeah, which kind of is the overall overarching theme of the whole show. I guess when you think about it. Sure. But still, he, he's, he's, he really wants right. to bear that cross. But he has to, you know, you don't realize it until like 40 minutes in. This doesn't spoil anything. Mm. But he has to jump to a different Earth to find this element that was destroyed on our Earth. Okay. For whatever, you're not sure. clear yet as to why. But this other Earth, so he's at this other Earth and you don't realize it for the first 20 minutes, but like people are back who were dead and mm-hmm. like, who the, what the fuck's going on? You know, you're very, I was very confused for like a half yeah. hour. I'm like... They just give up and just say, fuck yeah. it. You know what I mean? And we're starting to, I don't know what's going on yet. And then it kind of worked itself in, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, different people, you know, the whole multiverse thing. Certain people were different characters now, mm-hmm. you know, that whole kind of shit. Anyway, um, I mean, I, I've loved Arrow since the very first. I probably got into the second season, but I watched it like, as soon as I watched the I, first episode I saw, I watched like everything back and I, I really was, got into it. I was totally in on it from the beginning mm-hmm. and it was about season four that I was just like, too much. Nope, I'm done. It was, well, really what it was, the season, I watched all the way up until um, the season that Oliver and Felicity were engaged and then broke it off. As soon as they broke off the engagement, I was I like... I think that's two different seasons, but yeah. Whatever. I was <laughs> like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm fucking done with this. I always hate when a character in a show like this, not even comics or whatever, is quote-unquote a playboy, mm-hmm. but only fucks like the same three women in a yeah. circle. You know what I'm saying? Like, just have them have a girlfriend somewhere. Right. That, you know what I mean? It's right. something. It doesn't have to be the same three chicks yeah, on the payroll. Him, if he's going to be a playboy, he's got to be right. a playboy. right. Like what I've seen from him is he's been on an island. Right. No fucking there. Yeah. He's been back here. Same two chicks. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. So, Playboy. Yeah. And same with Bruce Wayne. You never really... Well, he, that's not true. They tried to give him girlfriends here and there. But he always wanted a big, long relationship. I think, other than Dark Knight, he was Playboy. He'd come in with two chicks on a helicopter. Yeah. So that's, that's but even that was a ruse. True. 
It's all a But ruse. I think the Playboy, yeah, the whole Playboy faction of it was all a ruse. Um, so I'm digging on that so far. I got kind of a guilty pleasure I want to admit to. Okay. It's cop it, to it. It's in its second season. I may have sort of copped to it at one point. Uh, I like that Mayans MC show. I love Sons of Anarchy. I know you, you should. I've heard you sit on shit on Sons of Anarchy before, but I, I dug it. It went on too long. Don't get me wrong, um, but it was a fun getaway from life. Mm-hmm. I, I I like this version, man. I do. It's fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> you got nothing? You can shit on. It. I don't give a care. Bring it. I, I don't care. Is, I I've got nothing. Just it, that is just <laughs> so far away from. Everything else. Everything that's everything that's of interest to me. Like, have you biker gang? Did you ever and, watch it? No. Did you ever try? No. Okay, I, I, I'm not asking you to. I'm just, just it's just because it is. It's like when I see car shit. Yeah. It's just like yeah. You're you're dealing in a. You're dealing in a world that has no draw to me. Okay. So I have no. I bear no ill will toward that. I I understand there's a whole demographic of people in this world that that love that just as I sure. love things that they think are silly. Sure. So, and honestly, they I'm, really I'm, don't I'm, focus much on motorcycles. I'm, I'm fine with it existing. It's just I'm not, I'm not even the, I'm with, not the audience. Even with some of the actors, I know you were fans of. I love Charlie Hunnam uh, and um, uh, and Katie Siegel. Fucking Hellboy, original Hellboy. Yeah, um, Ron Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. And like uh, what's the big redhead? Um, Katie Siegel. No, oh the guy, the guy. Um, he played his buddy Opie. Um, ah, I can't think of it. Anyways, um, he's on Walking Dead now. He plays Beta. It, all right, yeah, I know. Two things you love. <laughs> this guy's gonna be at the top of your list, I'm sure. His, right. His, his two big credits are Sons of Anarchy and Walking Dead, and John doesn't know him. Yeah, ima- I wonder why. <laughs> Imagine that. I only started watching Sons of Anarchy. I, Sons. I, I. Right. I started watching it's Sons now. Yeah. It's Sons now. Because yeah. I'm cool. Um, because of Charlie Hunnam, yeah. um, because of Green Street Hooligans, yeah. Uh, have you watched that yet? Absolutely. Okay, I watched that. Um, which was that was one of those movies that I discovered out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That was it's like discovering a, a record in a record store. Like, fuck, where's this been? Yeah, like, you got what it like a couple years old. Here? Like, how did I not know about yeah. this? How did this slide through? And it only got popular because of fucking Lord of the Rings, really. Right. Because of that because of Elijah. Yes. Um, uh, Wood. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that movie was cool. Um, I was more on Charlie Hunnam from his young days, undeclared. Yeah, I did. I, that's one of those guys I knew, I, who I knew I didn't know. Yeah. Or I didn't know I knew. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I think I recognize him, and maybe that's just why it's familiar and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Green Street also had a couple dudes from, uh, Band of Brothers. Yeah. Um, which I love that show. Yeah, it was a great um, show. And it just, it's what had, like, random people, and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll watch it for him, I'll watch mm-hmm. it for him. Like you know, there's fighting. I like some soccer. Yeah. Um, well, it's, I weirdly really... dress like those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I kind of like. You've got. Do I look like Oasis? What's going on? <laughs> um, because I just you know I didn't have. I mean, they they weren't wearing the man prees. But that, that that's a really cool, uh, kind of capsule of that culture. Like totally. I feel like that, that that movie did a really great job. Yeah. Of just like. Putting it together the right way, yep, yep. and then making it super interesting. Um, I feel like I, I put Green Street Hooligans in the same category as like Boondock Saints. Absolutely, one of those movies is just like kind of came out of nowhere, right. and no one caught it at first. Right. 
And then all of a sudden it caught on well, in really weird cult areas yeah. and it just became... And like, exactly what you said, cult-like area. I think that's why they're still so special to us, is because they're still not popular they're still enough. Cult. They're still ours. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like that band that becomes too popular. You're like, nope, I liked Green Day with Kerplunk. Yeah. And yeah, right. Dookie, they started selling out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't agree with that, by the way, but sure. But that's but it's, how it's a lot the, of people the, look at that. Right. Scene, those, this scene it's is the, the train scene. of thought. If you're not in this scene, if you weren't there when yourself. it happened, right. then it doesn't right. fucking matter. Right. You have less of a claim over that Absolutely. than I do. And I was the biggest, you know, especially back in the day, you fucking sell out this and sell out this and yeah. you know, blah, blah. But sign me up right now, motherfucker. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't care. I'll, I'm selling out. Sell out yep. with me. That's right. Absolutely right. Um, that's what I got. Yeah, man. I, we, that can put a bow on this week. We've yep. got uh, next week. We got the Kevin Smith. We got Smith show. Kevin Smith. So the week after that, we'll be at uh, Springfield. Yep. The Springfield yep. cons where Springfield friends get out there. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'll pimp out some stuff on Facebook and all that kind of shit. But uh, I'm expecting a good turnout. Um, yeah, I think that's gonna be nothing gonna else. Be a our really goddamn friends show. and family better show up. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a fun show, man. Should be. Should that'll be. be that'll be really good. Yep, I'm looking forward to but, some uh, Mexican villa, some Chinese food. Oh hell yeah! Some some uh, some uh, I'm eating helper. all of the food. Right, I'm yep. eating all of the food. Uh, definitely spending most of Friday at Mother's. Good news is we can eat all the food, and then we have a pass to the Bass Pro Aquarium. We can walk it off. Oh, be nice, man. That'll be sweet. It's nice. It's nice. All right, guys, we're gone. See ya. Uh, which one of you is Chandler Young's son? I am. Well, you've certainly made it very clear how your legal system works, Mister Young. Now, I'd like to explain a little bit about the Peter Blunt system. You see, uh, <clears throat> I don't go in for lawsuits and motions or any of that legal stuff. <laughs> no, no. See, see, what happens is uh, I find out where you live, and then I come to your house, see, and I beat down your door with a fucking baseball bat, and then I'm going to make a bonfire with a Chippendale, maybe crush that golden retriever, <laughs> Then eat it, and then I'm coming upstairs, Junior, and I'm going to grab you by your Brooks Brothers PJs, and then I'm going to take your brand new BMW, 